You're listening to the Rocky Mountain Review for Thursday, September 27th. I'm Portia Cook. And I'm Kira McKinley. And you're tuned into KCSU Fort Collins. On today's show, Kira McKinley goes over campus news with updates on ASCSU. Then Portia covers local news with updates on the rescue of two hostage victims. After that, Portia reports on music, entertainment, and events news with information on an upcoming local job fair event. Then listen to an interview with the band All Right, All Right during KCSU Music Podcast. Kara McKinley then reports on environmental news with updates on lead found in Jackson, Mississippi's water supply. After that, I go over national news with updates on a man who entered an Aurora Children's Hospital with a handgun. Then stay tuned as Ewan Pert goes over updates in CSU sports. And to conclude today's show, I take a look at what Fort Collins has in store for the weather this week. Let's move right into campus and local news. I'm Kira McKinley reporting your campus news for Tuesday, September 26. At an ASCSU meeting last week, a new Women's Caucus Chair and a new Diversity and Inclusion Caucus Chair were voted into office. When being interviewed before being elected, the candidate expressed why they would be a good fit for the position. The Diversity and Inclusion Chair, Adrian Salazar's nomination came as a surprise. He wasn't expecting to be nominated for the position, but nonetheless was ready for the interview. He stated that his current position as the Pride Chair Resource Senator and his major in Supply Change Management with a minor in Ethics prepared him to take on this new position. After being interviewed, both of these candidates, who were unopposed, were elected and installed into office. Colorado State University was ranked in the top third among public universities within the United States, according to a U.S. News & World Report. The university was ranked 72nd in the Best Public Universities list and was ranked 25th on the A-plus schools for B students. In this category, the school was the highest-ranking university in Colorado. Both of these rankings point out CSU's land-grant mission to make quality education easily accessible for everyone. The interim CSU CSU president said that, quote, we're especially pleased that CSU is recognized as a place that returns great value to our students. He goes on to say, we've worked hard to keep CSU affordable and accessible, and our students get a strong return on their investment in a CSU degree. End quote. Information comes from CSU Source News. In other campus news, on Saturday, the Colorado State University football team continued its four-game losing streak. The score by the end of the game was Sacramento State 41 to Colorado State 10. For more information on CSU sports, make sure to stay tuned, as later on in the show, you and Pert will go over athletics at CSU. In local news, a driver accidentally drove their vehicle into a Fort Collins nail salon, sending one salon employee to the hospital with serious injuries. The crash occurred on September 23rd around 9.37 a.m. when a driver drove their Hyundai SUV into Venus Nails located at 1624 South LeMay Avenue. Both Fort Collins Police and Pooter Fire Authority responded to the crash site where they located the vehicle and the driver fully inside the nail salon. Fort Collins police officer Brandon Barnes told the Coloradoan that one employee who was inside the salon at the time of the crash was taken to an area hospital with a serious leg injury. As a result of the crash, the driver was cited with careless driving, causing bodily injury. Venus Nails will remain closed until the Fort Collins building department is able to inspect it and clear it for reopening. As of Friday, the status of the injured employee is currently unknown. Your KCSU News team will update the story as more information becomes available. Bustang is back and ready to take you to the next Broncos game. The start of the Broncos season this past Sunday will mark the fifth year of the ride service. 
Those looking to take the bus service to an upcoming game can board the bus at the Fort Collins Downtown Transit Center or the Harmony Park and Ride. If you're looking to board in Loveland, you can do so at the U.S. Highway 34 Park and Ride along Interstate 25. Departure times are dependent on game times and should be checked when reserving your seat. Passenger pickup and drop-off are in Denver near Lot A parking lot of Empower Field. Buses arrive approximately 90 minutes before kickoff to allow for pregame activities and will depart the stadium 30 minutes following the conclusion of the game. The next Broncos game takes place on Thursday, October 6th. All upcoming Bustang game tickets can be found on ridebustang.com slash bustang two Broncos. Fort Collins police successfully rescued two victims and arrested the man accused of holding them hostage. According to a City of Fort Collins press release, on September 24th, around 11.20 a.m., Fort Collins police received a report of a hostage situation taking place inside a home. It's reported that the caller received a message from one of the victims who said the man who was inside the apartment was armed with a knife and wouldn't let her and another victim leave. The man has since been identified as 38-year-old Victoriano Benevento. The preliminary investigation found that Benevento broke into the apartment the night prior and would not let the victims leave. Both of the victims knew the suspect. Upon arrival at the residence in the 1200 block of Lincoln Avenue, police received information that Benevento had harmed one of the victims requiring SWAT intervention. SWAT entered the home and successfully rescued both victims. The suspect was safely taken into custody and multiple knives were recovered at the scene. The victims were transported to an area hospital, one with minor injuries and the other with serious injuries. Both victims are expected to recover. Benevento was arrested and booked into the Larimer County Jail on multiple charges, including violent felonies and misdemeanor charges. Anyone with information about the suspect or this incident who has not already spoken to police can contact Detective O'Lallan at 970-416-2571. People who wish to remain anonymous can contact Crime Stoppers of Larimer County at 970-221-6868. If you or anyone you know is experiencing domestic violence, support can be found through Crossroads Safe House. More information on Crossroads Safe House can be found at crossroadsafehouse.org. The November 2022 elections are just around the corner, and Larimer County and Northern Colorado voters can hear directly from candidates and learn more about the ballot issues through public forums. If you are interested in hearing from the candidates, you can do so in person or via live stream at the next public forum event on Thursday, September 29th. The upcoming event organized by candidates of the League of Women Voters of Larimer County will be held on September 29th from 7 to 9 p.m. at the Fort Collins City Council Chambers at 300 Laporte Avenue. The event can also be viewed on local channel 14 or by live stream at www.fcgov.com fctv. The reporting of the forum can be found at larimerleague.org videos or at vote411.org. Stay tuned into 90.5 FM KCSU every Tuesday and Thursday for updates on future public forums related to the upcoming November election. I'm Portia Cook and that's all for your local news. I'm Portia Cook, and that's all for your local news. Stay tuned for updates on an upcoming local job fair during music events and entertainment news after the break. This is your Captain DJ Knox speaking. Our flight into Culture Hours boarding this Saturday from 3 to 5 p.m., where we will fly all over the world and explore new music. 
In music events and entertainment news, Fort Collins is holding a Diversity Fort Collins virtual job fair. The virtual job fair will be held on September 28th and will include hiring managers from local and national organizations who are on the hunt for employees. As a job seeker, all you have to do is sign up, join the virtual job fair, and chat with key decision makers in the industry of your choice. Registration for the virtual job fair can be found at hirex.us slash jobfairs slash Colorado slash Fort Collins. Washington's presents a night with Sue and Kuri and Egypt 80. A night with Sue and Kuri will take place on Wednesday, September 28th. Doors for the event will open at 6 p.m. with the show beginning promptly at 7 p.m. According to the Washington's event page, Kuri is the youngest son of visionary Fela Kuri. His mission revolves around continuing his family tradition of fusing music and politics into something transcendent. Sue hosts a weekly radio show and has a righteous social media presence making him a towering figure in Nigeria. Some of his most recent collaborations include When We Move with Common and Black Thought from the Roots. Additional information about Sue and Kuti and tickets for the event can be found on the Washington's website. That's all for your music, entertainment, and events news. I'm Portia Cook, and you're listening to 90.5 FM KCSU. Now a KCSU music podcast with an interview featuring Denver-based band All Right, All Right. Hello, and welcome to the KCSU music podcast, brought to you by KCSU FM. My name is Lindsay, and today I'm bringing to you my interview with Denver-based duo All Right, All Right, made up of partners Seth and China Kent. They recently released their newest folk rock Americana album, Crucible. They told me all about their creative process, the stories behind the songs, how family life mixes with their careers, and what it's like to release such a personal album during the chaos of the pandemic. Thank you to All Right, All Right for letting me use their beautiful songs in today's podcast, and to learn more about them and what they're creating, follow them at All Right All Right on Instagram and Facebook or All Right X2 Music on YouTube. They're also on Spotify and Apple Music. Thanks for tuning in to the KCSU Music Podcast. Back in junior high, muscle cars would pass us by. Wish I could have owned one then. You know, I would be turning head, take it up to the overlook, steam the windows till the cops show up. Instead of feeling halfway dead, I'd be the king with a foot of lead. Wanna buy your Trans Am? It's a four by four with welded doors, and it's parked above the Georgetown Dam. I mean, I think we sort of backdoor found a theme to this album. Um, we we started just knowing we had we'd written a bunch of songs and knew we had started a, a bunch more, and so we just kind of. Uh, started in from trying to find a cohesive group of songs. Um, but then as we thought about it, you know, as we were getting close to the end of the making of the album, I think as we were thinking about what had ended up there, we realized that we had been um, contemplating a lot of stuff that affected how the album came. And certainly as far as like tonally, we were looking we were looking at a lot of different music to sort of inspire the tone, but definitely, you know, we, we were at times evoking sort of 
uh, Fleetwood Mac or like trying to be free was there's a sort of a Dylan-esque feel to it, mm-hmm. which gives it that like thinking of like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid and sort of movies like that where you've got sort of that older feel, but also like a, a folk rock feel to it. So we didn't go into it saying we're going to write an album about the end of the world or, you know, like, or like we're, we're going to write an album with these five sort of themes in mind. We just set aside specific time um, that, that we, we were working on it as a cohesive unit. So um, every other project project that we've done up until now, we've kind of just like done it in the corners of life. We've, we've, been like, oh, we have some money and some time. Let's do these two songs with this one, this, this one producer. And, and then like a couple months later, we'd be like, oh, we have some money and time. Let's do this one song with this group of people, you know. And this is the first time that we have made an album intentionally and very um, sort of in a disciplined way with the same, just the three of us, like Seth and me and, and Ben, Waisaki, who was our producer. And we we did a very robust um, pre-production. Uh, we, we worked together every week for months, um, honing songs, writing songs. Even though we didn't at the time know what it was all going to sort of like end up being, you know, because you're, it's, it's like, it's like, working on a Syrah painting or like, you know, you're up so close and you're doing pointillism and you're like putting this little thing in there and that little thing in there. And then, and then all of a sudden you like step back and you see the hole and then you're like, Oh my God, this is what we made. You know? So I think that's kind of how we, we approach this and that's how this work came to be. Four days ago, we were laughing and punching the air with our fists just for fun. When the news broke, our issues untied. Somehow, I knew you were gone. Women of heartache. I mean, we we tried to long ago, early in our life, we sort of were trying to figure out how to do music. We met at a gig. So, you know, we've been we've been together and around music the whole time. Since the very inception of our relationship. So yeah, we met in 2002 at a gig in Evergreen and and the rest is history. And for us, like it never worked to try to try to do sort of the traditional family and then someone's doing music. And so we we just have not anytime we tried to separate it it didn't work and it actually didn't work painfully and so we came to a conclusion Mm -hmm. uh i want to say eight years ago seven or eight years no it was it was in 2015 i think it was only five years ago we like had this mantra that we that occurred to us that if it doesn't work with the family it doesn't work for us so the the band has to work with the family or it's just not going to we won't, none of us will be happy if yeah. it's not working yeah. all together. If it doesn't so. work for the family, it doesn't work. I kind of feel like maybe, maybe that's, you know, that can be applied to other situations, but specifically for this musical endeavor, that is the, uh, the slogan that we um, adopted. And it, uh, we have, we have 
made it uh, sort of front and center ever since we thought of it. And it's, it's been working okay. We want to incorporate the kids without it being um, mandatory at any point. Like, um, like there is no, you know, I would love for the kids to play with us um, on stage and that may happen sometime in the future. Uh, But I also am very sensitive about like putting pressure on them too early. And so anything that they've done with us has been totally voluntary. Our son Fender loves to, he, he likes to make movies and actually our daughters started to get into that. So he helped us with one of our, well, several of our music videos actually that um, are rolling out here in the next uh, several weeks and months. Um, so his, his contribution thus far has been visual, you know, like being the second camera or, you know, being like the, the, the gaffer or whatever, you know, um, and our daughter is still, she's, she's less interested in, in doing anything like that, which is totally fine. Um, but she's a little songwriter in her own right. And so I, I would love to eventually one day, like perform a song that she's written or write a song with her. So I still lose my breath knowing what you've done. The broken bone and a baby and our three-year-old son. There was a grief in me like a poison unseen burning in my lungs and then The song, Some Dreams, in particular, is autobiographical, really. I mean, we changed the order of events vaguely in the song just for poetic license. But, I mean, it's, it's the story of me having a job in music and China being the one who stayed home and took care of the kids and it going really, really wrong and really badly. And that whole situation ended really painfully for us. And ended up with a lot of turmoil. Um, I mean, I, we, I could talk for a long time about it. I, I, it was like, a, you know, you have the anchor parent at home and many musician families operate like this. Uh, you have the anchor parent at home who takes care of the kids. And then the, the one parent who does the music or whatever is always gone. And so Seth missed our daughters, basically like an entire year of her life. Well, her first year of life while I stayed home and but we were really convinced that this was like, this was Seth's like boyhood dream to, to be able to be on a giant tour with a big, you know, you know, major label band to, to be uh, involved in music in that way. And, and I was like, I'm staying home. I'm going to, I'm going to hold the ladder for you, babe, you climb, you know? And and both of us were sort of gritting our teeth and yeah. like, just sort of like, well, we we have this vision. We have this goal. We're just gonna. This push is our through. dream. This we're is, gonna. We're, we're gonna get. There. We're gonna sacrifice for the dream, and then the dream we you know got kicked out from under us. It just shattered, and and so we ended up like having to take a a real soul searching time, and we literally drove uh, on a six week road trip, and uh, and just 
talked and thought and considered and the end result of that was that you know like if if i'm sacrificing my time with the family and vice versa but in in that instance it was if we're sacrificing our time with the family and our time together and our joy then the dream is probably not a good dream and and we've even though what we've come to now the life that we have now is not drastically different we're still in music we're doing music together it is very different as far as how we interact with it and with the dream and with our family and so i think we we wouldn't have come to this without that mm-hmm. we wouldn't have come to where we are without a really clear picture of that old way that we were in mm-hmm. not it, working not working yeah muscatine muscatine why you gotta be so mean pearl of the riverside in the flood where my brother died i lift irene my weeping bride and headed where so when seth got fired from that music job um we decided to leave Denver um, and we were going to sell our house. We like actually put it on the market and we went on a 10 week road trip, a big, huge loop. Like we healed as a family. We, we, um, it was, it was the first time I'd spent with Seth, like in such a concentrated uh, amount of time as like being a family of four, like since we had our second kids. So, so we did this amazing road trip and, um, and that kind of uh, turned us into, it, it, it endeared us to the road, I would say. And to, and to geography as inspiration. I mean, and I can think of like places, like you were saying, like Missouri calling, like we have, we have really good friends in Missouri and we like to visit them and Mm -hmm. like there's sort of a part of us that feels at home in the Mm -hmm. midwest and Mm -hmm. in missouri and um and i that's not a mistake you know china has family in ohio i have family in iowa which is where muscatine is Mm -hmm. um in muscatine my family's in muscatine and um so and even like that song muscatine you know i have family in muscatine and then we'd spent some time in the Black Hills and in in the Badlands and um, and so I was thinking of that you know every place I've been to every place in that song and and I know something about every place in that song and so we definitely are I think we enjoy taking place mm-hmm. and and using that as a jumping off point for inspiration <laughs> um, to talk about the human condition mm-hmm. and um, and the the pain and joy and and the tied togetherness of that is also sometimes a place you know yeah I will say uh, Missouri calling um, however is the imagined story of a woman who comes to Denver from Missouri um, in order to escape her bad home sort of situation in Missouri. And she comes to Denver for the weed and, and for the, for all the things that, you know, people come to Denver for, but she ends up on the streets. Um, and that, that is kind of an amalgamation of, 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 um, different stories that I've heard over the years, um, of homeless 
or, or, or women who are unhoused in Denver. Um, it's an interest. I mean, there's no one reason for homelessness, but I just, when I was writing that song, I, um, I just remembered all these little snippets of stories that I've heard over the years working in a homeless shelter and, and I wove them together and Missouri just seemed like the right place to make her like come from. I couldn't wait to get out. Mom's a bird in the money. Took a deep, deep break. Denver was supposed to be sunny in a The album is so autobiographical and also um, so imbued with like storyline. Yeah. Um, so I, it's almost like every other song is a story song about some other character that we've created that is going through something that relates to also our own stories in life, you know? Um, but then the other songs, you know, the every other song um, is also very biographical, I would yeah. say. And I think, like, it's funny. I think the imagined stories, at least for us, in the way that we tell a story, it, in a way, like, when we imagine a storyline, I think we are tricking ourselves to talk about something really personal. So, like, um, I think it's, I, I would say pretty much every song on this album feels really personal, even though, you know, half of them are storylines yeah. that we have imagined for whatever reason. And maybe mm -hmm. it's, I, you know, it's quite plausible that it's also just the 2020 effect where these things that we wrote sort of as a hmm. mind exercise have turned out to be exercises we are going through globally in a lot of cases. And mm -hmm. so I think like that could have an effect on it. But I do think that for China and I both, if we're imagining a storyline, it's to it's to trick ourselves into applying a personal experience yeah. in a new way. Yeah. So we <laughs> we have this bay of lockers in our studio um, that we got a while ago from like I don't remember some warehouse in Nevada or up north, and um, the lockers came from some factory somewhere we don't know what factory or or maybe it was just a bowling ball no no they're definitely like factory lockers and it's a bay of three lockers in a row and the there are names on them the the names are ron ted and dan right and we've we kept the name tags on those lockers over the years because um well we think it's funny you know <laughs> but but also we eventually were like, wait, we need to write a story for each of these characters. Like, who was Ron? Who was Ted? And who was Dan? And where did they work? And like, why did they need blockers? And what was their relationship with each other? You know, it just it it was it was kind of like this uh, inspirational piece of furniture, literally, in our house. And so, when we were writing over the edge, um, at first, which is the first track on the album, and it is a story song, and there are characters in it, and it is. Um, you know, it hits on a universal theme of like getting the heck out of a bad situation, you know, and taking matters into your own hands and deciding to not be a victim. But um, 
when I wrote it at first, it was only about Sheila. Um, but then as we were working it in the studio and as we were in pre-production with Ben, someone at some point was like, I feel like we need another character. There needs to be like someone else in this story. And so we looked at the lockers and I was like, guys, let's, let's, let's make this one about Ron. Ronnie Jones worked the checkout at the grocery store. Yesterday he took his paycheck and walked out the door. He said, honey, I don't know where I'm going. Oh, and I don't know where I've been. Funny, it don't matter no more, cause child, we're getting into the van. Your mama left this morning and she's not coming back. I think we value being able to be vulnerable when the time's right um mm-hmm. in some ways it's like we were going to release this either way we were we you know like we were saying earlier we set aside time intentionally we we made this album on purpose and so we weren't going to go to all the time and effort and cost and then not release it mm-hmm. so the reality that it's become at least for us more uh more meaningful in in a time of pandemic and political upheaval and uh if anything that just made it more necessary for us to release it you know i'm not a doctor i i can't i can't go and put on a bunch of ppe and and help people you know i'm not um you know, I don't teach in a school. I don't, you know, I am not one of the frontline workers, um, but I can make music that is an elixir for the soul. I, you know, I do know that I do have that superpower, you know, and in some ways it, it feels more valued now to be able to offer an emotional salve than maybe before. Um, so I feel in some ways a little bit more necessary than I, I may have felt um, a couple of years ago or even last year um, at this time. I think I've always wanted to be like really necessary in the world. And sometimes it feels like, oh, you play pretty music. haha. You know, like your little passion project. What is that? You know, so this feels really good to be able to, to offer to the public something that may um, – be, you know, like I said, like a salve. However, I will say admitting to the world that we were on food stamps and WIC is always hard for me. Um, there's always shame in that. And, and gosh, I just, I wish I had taken more notes back in the, you know, several years ago when we were on government assistance, because I mean, I have firsthand experience with that. And, and you just hear so many ugly things said by, um, by people about those of us who have been, you know, recipients of government assistance. And, and I just, that's really hard to talk about. (laughs) I think it's, it's a, there's a stigma to it though, that like, if we're going to be able to talk about it, we have to, we have to allow that. And I think that's like China was saying, part of our superpower, if you will, is basically just sort of speaking to, the condition and speaking to where we all are and sort of 
opening, peeling back that layer and saying, hey, this is actually here. Mm -hmm. And there are issues that we'll talk about and we'll say, you know, a lot of people don't talk about this issue. So like the food stamps thing as an example. And we said something about it. I feel like it was on Facebook. And the number of people who you never would have thought of who came out and said, oh, we were on food stamps for a while. Oh, we had WIC. Oh, oh, we had to do, you know, oh, my church helped me get through. And the number of people who came out and said, of course, people need help sometimes. Yeah. Like, it's so striking. And it's something that people don't, they're, we're afraid to talk about it. Yeah, there's just so much shame around um, needing help, right? Um, and I just feel like uh, I haven't quite gotten over that little hurdle, but I'm fine with it. Like, I I, I, I really want to, to, you know, whatever, I, you know, talk about it. Um, and I guess the other thing I would say is that the last song in the album is, is called Champagne and there's a whole bunch of story in there and it's, it is probably by far my most autobiographical song that I've written. And I still have to kind of keep myself from um, breaking out in, in like uh, sobs afterwards, just because it is a, it's a very personal song. And, um, and I really want to channel like myself into it and not disassociate myself from the emotion of it. So to perform that song is still um, raw for me. And in some ways, I hope it never stops being raw, you know? Mama, you've been standing tall. You take and you take and you take it all. You got all your children in your nest. And you never, 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 never rest. And you never, 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 never rest. We also um, recorded six, is it six? Yeah, six live videos. We um, professionally uh, shot and recorded um, six songs in six different places around Colorado, although one of them was in Missouri. We did Missouri Calling in Missouri. (laughs) We uh, recorded Over the Edge up at Squaw Pass in Evergreen. Um, and so you can see that on our YouTube page, um, our YouTube channel, I should say. We recorded Mercy, which is our song about, my song about, um, a school shooting. Basically, like, I wrote, I channeled a parent's experience of having their, their child go through a school shooting. And, um, I, we went to the Columbine Memorial and we, um, shot a live video of us performing that song there. We, we actually abided by all of the Columbine Memorial rules. We did not amplify the music. We did it um, early in the morning at like 5.30, 6 in the morning. We got the sunrise. It's it's a beautiful video. Um, really, we tried, to, we tried to make each live video of these songs on this album um, 
really connect with the song and, and put it in the place where, you know, where we um, wrote about. So like Trans Am, we shot it at the Georgetown Dam. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so all of that to say that, yeah, place is important. And so like even yeah. things like that map, it's not really a one off. We like we think about this stuff and we want to like communicate. Yeah. We want everything to be communicating the importance of a place which Mm -hmm. for this album this home of ours this denver colorado is our place you know you know a while ago i went um on a retreat with um some other women and and it was this really wonderful um sort of like uh, life coach sort of retreat and as i was doing you know my i think i did a vision board or whatever and i i thought of this weird word and it, it's a made-up word, but I, I think, I think it sums it up for me. I think of what we do as hosting. I think of what we do. I mean, we can't have people in our house. We can't have all these strangers like come into our house, and I can't feed them a meal. But I can, I can give them a stage meal. That's the word. I can give them like I want them to feel fed. You know, like there's this like nurturing like. I'm like the con. I'm like a mom first. You know what I mean? Like I, I like brought blankets to the show that we played on Saturday. Cause it was so cold and I was so worried for people to be, you know, too cold. And so I think, I think at the end of the day, I want people to feel like they've been nourished. Mm-hmm. And I think like actually one of the songs on the album is a song that we've been ending a lot of our shows with just because we feel like it's a message that, no matter who you are, you probably need to hear it right now. And it's a song called Don't Worry. And, uh, you know, it's, it just very simply sort of lays out, you know, things can be hard and you can be uh, afraid and anxious for unnameable reasons. Mm. Myriad unnameable reasons. <laughs> especially right now. And I think, you know, in the end, you know, take a breath, don't worry. Dream, you came to me. I heard your voice as clear as can be. Stood right there beside my bed, took my hand, and you held my head. Whispered in my ear, Don't worry, don't worry, dear. You got that existential fear, but love is why you're here. I'm DJ Pompey. And I'm DJ Attorney at Law. And you're listening to 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins.
Now on to environmental news. Tropical Storm Ian is currently making its way across the Caribbean towards Cuba. Ian was projected to hit hurricane status on Sunday night. This storm now poses a threat to Florida's west coast as it makes its way to the area later this week. Ian could reach major hurricane status and become a Category 3 storm by reaching wind speeds of more than 110 miles per hour. Information comes from USA Today News. Hurricane Fiona has now made its way to Canada. Hundreds are without power due to this storm. On Saturday, the storm hit Canada's eastern seaboard, taking houses and trees down and dragging houses into the ocean as it ripped through the area. The province's premier, Team Houston, said, quote, getting roads cleared, giving space to the crews to do what needs to be done, that's the most important thing right now, end quote. Information comes from CNN. In other environmental news, citizens of Jackson, Mississippi have now become accustomed to boiling their water to be able to even take showers due to the city's water crisis. But now this crisis has gotten worse. Officials have now found lead within the city's water supply. When boiling water, this can actually increase the concentration of the already known neurotoxin and probable cartogen. Parents of children who are most likely exposed to the lead are now filing lawsuits, as lead can cause those who have been exposed to experience forgetfulness, hyperactivity, lack of focus, learning and behavioral issues, sensory issues, and skin problems. Information comes from CNN. Thank you for listening to my environmental news updates. Stay tuned as Ewan Pert goes over CSU sports. Support for KCSU comes from Munchies Supermarket. Munchies is located near the Campus West shopping area on West Elizabeth Street. Open 7 a.m. to 12 a.m. seven days a week. Munchies offers snacks, food, personal care items, smoking accessories, and more. In national news, on Saturday night in Aurora, Colorado, a 27-year-old man entered Children's Hospital with a handgun. There were no injuries. Both the Aurora Police Department and the University of Colorado Police Department responded to the situation. The man has been taken into custody and charged with possession of a weapon by a previous offender, possession of a dangerous and illegal weapon, carrying a concealed weapon, and possession of a large-capacity magazine. But at this point in time, there's still no known motive. Information comes from Nine News. The federal government has reported that unemployment is on the rise. This is due to the ever-increasing inflation rate they are currently trying to combat. The feds are trying to slash prices by slowing the economy and choking off demand. This approach has its downfalls, though, as it risks tipping the United States into the looming recession and causing an even greater loss of jobs. Information comes from ABC News. In the past two years, there has been an increase in flight demands around the holidays. USA Today states that those who intend to take flights over the holidays should book these flights sooner rather than later. They state that the best time to travel during the holidays and save money is by flying on non-peak travel days and trying to fly on the day before Christmas and Thanksgiving. 
as those are usually when travelers are least expected. The CDC has found that 50% of Americans have or will deal with a mental illness at some point in their life. Due to the increase in mental illness diagnoses in the U.S., the U.S. Health Panel is now recommending that adults under the age of 65 get screened for anxiety. The Washington Post has found that these anxiety screenings will hopefully help medical professionals catch the early signs of anxiety by using screening tools and questionnaires. In other national news, an altercation between two teenagers took place at an amusement park that left three people injured. At least two shots were fired while one of those who were injured were stabbed. The man who was stabbed was treated and released from the hospital, while only one other victim is still in the hospital being treated. Police are still looking for the suspected shooter. The suspected shooter has been described as an African-American man wearing a black COVID-style mask. Information comes from NBC News. Thank you for listening to my national news updates. I'm Portia Cook with your Fort Collins weather forecast for today, Tuesday, September 27th. Except for a few clouds, today was mostly sunny with a high of 79. Tonight, you can expect partly cloudy skies with a few stray showers and thunderstorms and a low of 50. Wednesday, expect partly cloudy skies in the morning and afternoon with a high of 83 degrees. Wednesday evening will continue with partly cloudy skies and a low of 55 degrees. As for the rest of this week's weather, you can tune in on Thursday for the next episode of the Rocky Mountain Review only on 90.5 FM KCSU Fort Collins. I'm Portia Cook with your KCSU weather report. Information comes from the Weather Channel. And that's all for today. We just wanted to thank Damian Castile for our amazing theme music that's playing right now. We'd like to thank our guest today, our news producer, Reese Granger, as well as the rest of the staff here at KCSU and Rocky Mountain Student Media. We couldn't do this without you. And I'd like to thank you, Portia. And I'd like to thank you, Kira. And finally, we couldn't do this without you. Dear listener, thank you. If you missed any part of today's show, you can find the RMR podcast on kcsufm.com under news or podcast. You can also find us on Spotify or anywhere else you listen to your podcast by searching KCSU News. And with that, we'll see you next time.